Crowley Insurance. Hi, speak to Mike, please. Yeah, just a minute, please. This is Mike Crowley. Can I help you? Mike, this is Joey Jingola. Joey, how are you? Good. How you doing, sir? Good. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. The other part is, I mean, I started doing video proposals probably a month before Advisor Evolved, the transition took place. And that was in maybe December, November, December. And putting that on every single new business quote coming in, no matter who it was, as long as it was at least an auto or home package, if it was uh, even a small commercial or a large commercial that I can't like schedule a, a face-to-face with, we're putting a video proposal of some sort together for them. What are you doing that's different? You better not say service. That was my good buddy Mike Crowley of Crowley Insurance in East Syracuse, New York. I want to say I got to remember to keep the East in there. Yes, I want to say that's right. And he's talking about something that has become all of the rage these days with the cool kids. And uh, this is going to extrapolate into a little bit of a broader topic, but I first have to get this off my chest and on the record. Uh, People have asked me my thoughts on video proposals and, you know, um, you know, one-on-one conversations, you know, t- when I'm talking to people. And I got to say, I got I to I just put this out there. Um, I love that Mike is doing this and paying so much attention, as you will continue to hear in this episode, to being different. Um, if I'm just going to give a blanket statement, not, you know, again, not, you know, kind of igno- not, not saying that Mike isn't doing something. My thoughts on video proposals are, um, I think they are nice. However, I think um, I like video on the front end. I I would like agents to be more video focused on the front end because that's going to carry the relationship through. And the video proposal is more of kind of a makeup for not having enough video on the front end to where they've already built that relationship. Um, It should be to the point, this is just my personal opinion, that the video proposal should be almost overkill to the point where they don't even want to see your face anymore because they've already seen it so much and everything that it took to get them to that point. Um, The one nice thing that the video proposal does that your upfront video work cannot is potentially address the specific questions and concerns that you might have discussed with that particular client and uh, allowing them the opportunity to go back and reference them. Now, I've kicked around my own ideas on what this might look like, what I might do if I wanted to jump into this and and actually just getting them into that that presentation, that sales meeting, that virtual meeting space and and possibly recording that and maybe just doing some quick chopping up of editing of, you know, just, you know, cutting out some of the more boring parts and leaving the meats and potatoes in. That might be something that I would maybe look to play with a little bit more um, just from an efficiency standpoint, depending on the profitability of the line of business that you're selling and if you have that you know time to put that specific information together or not um, that would allow you to again really keep everything in there that they were asking not forget anything um, versus again going back and then doing a you know 10 or 15 minute dedicated um, presentation again either way 
I think any video, the more video you use in your agency, definitely better, right? That's a good thing is to have more video. Um, that's just my personal thoughts. I just kind of want to get out there because I have had people start talking about, you know, video proposals and it's, it's interesting. It's it, let's put it this way. Mike is right. It's phenomenal in the sense that if you send somebody a video proposal, um, they will be blown away, right? It's, it's exceeding expectations. However, the only, the only thing is just my experience in sending people things is that sometimes you might spend that 15, 20 minutes for that unique piece of content and they might not even open it, right? Like it's, Hey, I've clicked, I've prepared this video proposal for you. Click here. Just knowing what it takes to get people to click on things, um, inside of emails and just their overall level of, of, of interest in doing so. Right. I, I haven't, I haven't often asked Mike and some other agents. I know what their kind of click rate is, if they're tracking that, uh, what they're seeing, what they're getting on that. Because again, if, if you're doing it and you're only getting, uh, you know, even a 50%, you know, click rate, if half of the people you do it for open it, I mean, I don't know, we'll see where this goes. I'm going to, I'm going to let Mike sell me on it a little bit more. Um, because the, First assumption you might make is, well, man, this has really got to slam that door shut. And I've had other people in the IAOA group or, or wherever ask me, they're like, what's your close ratio gone up to? And I say, well, I go, I hope this doesn't sound bad, but I closed 9 out of 10 before this. Yeah. I, I wasn't going to look at it like I'm closing 99 versus 98. The ones I'm closing are now turning into referrals three days later or a week later compared to maybe six months or three years or somebody that's not even focusing on the fact that, wow, this was really cool. People are forwarding our proposal to other people to say, look how cool this was and how neat this proposal is. You got to have him quote your insurance. All right, Mike, I'm listening. You have my attention. You're saying that we're accelerating just the overall referral process. To borrow one of my good buddies over at HubSpot, Mark Killen's uh, words, you're upping the delightification of the whole thing, right? You're just making things that much more special. And yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, I agree with you, Mike, that you know, you're know you gonna close what you close um, most of the time anyways. That's a, <laughs> that's a very generic way to say that. Um, and that, you know, again, the video proposal maybe necessarily shouldn't push that needle one way or the other. I agree with that. Um, that is interesting, though, that, you, that you're finding that it's compelling people to want to send other people to do business with you. And, and if they are indeed forwarding it as the proof of, hey, listen, here's some concrete visual evidence on the record that this is what this guy is going to do for you, you should go check it out. And you know, I like that. I like it a lot uh, because there's so many things that we're not doing across the board um, to not create that experience that anything we can do to give ourselves a little extra push, a little extra nudge, a little wink, wink, a little reminder that, hey, don't forget that we are a little bit more awesome than you might think can't be a bad thing, right? can't hurt. Um, and I like that that is, again, you know, Mike's not necessarily doing it for the close. He's doing it for the referral and just the overall kind of wow factor. But if it's not for the close, if you've already got the thing in the bag, Mike, 
what else is left? Will I sell this account no matter how I propose this? Yes. Based on the pricing, the coverages, everything else, the person I, that I know through somebody that referred them, this is a slam dunk. But why am I spending the extra 20 minutes to type out a seven-page proposal that I use? Why don't I just send them the carrier printouts and, and let them go? Well, the, the reason is because this is now my marketing tactic where I'm going to take this. They're going to say, wow, no other local agent here does this. Nobody's ever given me the time of day or explained what these coverages mean. And he's walking through all this stuff. And then at the and he might say, oh yeah, by the way, it's an $800 savings. If I just told him I'm going to save you $800, they'd probably say, where do I sign? The thing is, I don't like to sell on price. And then, so when I'm not selling on price, they're going to see the value. All of a sudden, they're going to start talking about it. Stop selling on price. You got it, Mike. That's 100%. We did a whole podcast on it. Stop selling on price. That was the headline. And boy, do I love that. But there's a lot to unpack in that short clip. Let's go back a little bit and... You know, you asked yourself the question, it might have been rhetorical. I don't know if you're asking it to me, but I'm going to answer it because I've got time to fill and why not, right? Why are you spending the extra 20 minutes to, to put together that custom proposal? What is that called? That's the customer experience. Buzzword alert. Yes, that's what that is, right? It's when you control everything that happens to that client during the process of them getting to know, like, trust, and actually eventually become a customer and then pushing it through their interaction all the way back around, right? That's the customer experience. That's why you're doing that thing. Now, I guess I'm going to say that this is, you know, more of an indictment on the industry than anything else. And 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 then the one thing that he did say that is very depressing is that, yes, the bar is set extremely low for us to just saunter over, right? We just have to, it's like a its like a little string just slightly above the ground, right? We just have to make sure just to take just a little bit of a step over it. And that is, is that most insurance agents don't take time to explain exactly what they're buying. I've seen it firsthand. I've heard it secondhand, I guess, probably more accurate from people, you know, telling me their stories, their horror stories, if you will, you know, dealing with other agents or other companies or whatever it is, right? Especially in the health insurance. I've gone over some of those in previous episodes of, of, of the morally questionable line of questioning that one might be subject to in such an encounter. And the lack of concern, we will say, that they have for their understanding and actually selling them a policy that's going to work for them. Now, regardless of how low that tiny piece of string is, uh, you know, off the floor or close to the floor, however you want to say that, that is obviously irrelevant. The idea that Mike is obsessed with creating an experience that is different from his competitors and that is focused around educating the client on what they need to know so they can become a better customer is the bottom line. That ultimately leads to not selling on price, right? Hey, oh, by the way, we're gonna save you X amount of dollars. And it's just like kind of casually, oh, by the way, I'm also captain of the football team and you know head of the drama club. And basically the dude that can do it all, right? It's just that one extra thing that, hey, whoa, wow, really? I didn't... That's like a huge bonus, spectacular, where do I sign? Can I get in your car and take me home right now sort of thing that really just pushes it over the edge. And I like that Mike is not 
he's actually avoiding selling on price because yeah, they will see the value and yeah, they would say, hey, where do I sign? But again, you don't wanna you don't wanna lead with that because you want them to be almost already there without it. And you want them to know that, hey, oh by the way, yes, I did all of this, but I can still save you money. But when you put that in front, right? And you know, I've said this before, I've said this. Uh, you know, on a panel in front of a bunch of insured tech people out in Las Vegas, all of these fancy disruptors want to start with the thing that they want to put the thing first that is actually last, right? And that is the price. And it's silly, right? Like if people want to feel like they are taken care of, they want to make sure that they're making the right decision and that, you know, there's a price buffer if you will, that they're willing to endure to make sure that that happens. And they don't even ask about the price until the very end, right? It's almost, matter of fact, might be a strong word, but it's definitely not one of the things leading the conversation because they don't bring it up, right? It's not the first thing they say, hey, if you can't beat this number, I'm out of here. Now, maybe maybe in some instances that would save everybody a little more time, effort, and energy, but not selling on price is something you know, that we have to do because, you know, like I said in the Stop Selling on Price episode, most of the time it's enough to net you a deep dish little Caesars pizza every month. And now granted what that may or may not do to your overall health aside, it's not that big of a financial gain, right? On a month to month basis, I mean, really, really, what does it mean, right? I mean, yeah, okay, maybe you get to go see one more movie, uh, you know, take the take the wife out on uh, you know night on a town, treat her to some ice cream, right? Really show her a good time, you know. Um, or you can just buy her Penn Station for your anniversary, you know that thing. I wouldn't know anything about that, but um, you know that's the that's the thing that and she doesn't even like Penn Station, but that's the thing that uh, you know you would maybe be able to do to save somebody money. It doesn't make sense, right? Why are we why are we saying that that's the the, the most awesome thing that we can do for somebody? It's not that awesome because we, ha- we have, let's put it this way. We have the ability to control the conversation, to control the narrative. Now, of course, we're not going to spend $14 you know, billion dollars on advertising. And yes, the industry has conditioned the consumer to think otherwise. But if more and more agents like Mike start to treat the process like that and not sell on price, and to focus on the experience and to deliver something that is different than everybody else, we just might stand a chance at making it happen. I was uh, going through the drive-through the other day uh, at McDonald's. I'm uh, still giving the coffee thing a try and getting my cup of coffee from a guy. Still, still working on it. Just quick coffee update, really quickly for anybody that's curious. I've come to the conclusion that coffee is served entirely too hot, and I'm blaming all of you for that. Just because uh, I don't know about you, but I don't like to dilly dally with my hot beverages, and that's mainly why I don't drink hot beverages. Because I can't. I'm not a. I'm not a sipper. I'm not a savorer. I'm not a, I don't, I don't let it linger. I just kind of want to get in, get out, be done with it, right? That's kind of what I want out of, out of my drinking experience. And mainly probably this is a good reason why I don't actually drink because that would be a, probably, probably not a good thing. Uh, outside of that, I was, uh, you know, obviously going through the tribe at McDonald's and I was, you know, they, they do that thing, right? Where they suggest something to you. They say, would you like to try our new bacon cheddar blue cheese wrap with, you know, rainbows on it? 
and then they just said, please go ahead with your order when you're ready. I feel like if they're going to suggest something that is completely outlandish and that I was really never considering in the first place, they need to stick around for me to just say, hey, you know what? No, that's no, I don't I don't want that. But they just they just let that recording play and they just say, oh, forget about it. It's like it's never happened. It's just such a Twilight Zone thing. And it's like a mind trip for me. It's like, hey, we're going to we're going to say, hey, do you want this thing? But then immediately tell you that, no, you don't need to or just go ahead with whatever you were going to do before we interrupted your life for that to happen. I was curious. I feel like they should stick around for the rejection, right? I just, I want them to. Because I, f- I feel like they're pushing it on me. They, they gotta give me a little bit of, you know, ability to, to push back. And I just wanna launch into my orders. Like, hey, no, I, you know, to be honest, I would prefer that you, you know, give me my 15 seconds back that you stole trying to tell me about this thing that I didn't want, uh, that you're not even letting me respond. It just feels rude all the way around, right? They're interrupting you. They're telling you something that you don't want, and then they're not even letting you respond to the question. They're just moving on. Maybe it's rude, maybe it's not. You let me know. JoyGirlProgram.com. If you have any, let's just put it in general, drive-through frustrations, and that maybe that thing's a little specific. Let's just say what is your drive-through frustration of the day that you just... You don't uh, you don't like to deal with, right? You, you try to you got to contain yourself to be a civilized human being in that drive-through line. What is that? Joy at GrowProgram.com. If you want to keep your civility, I don't think that's a word, but we're going to go with it right now. GrowLab2017.com still happening to make your agency that much better. This is the worst segue in the history of the show uh, with. Everything that we just talked about with Mike being better, that customer experience, how you can do something differently. We're going to have a room full of 100 agents, assuming you're one of them. We've got most of those spots filled up. We do have a few left. We've got agents that are doing a lot of this stuff already, and they've got that experience down. They're looking for ways to add a little bit to it, but they've got that experience, and they want to share it with you. All you have to do is come grab a ticket to join us, be in that room with those agents, learn what they're already doing, how you can implement it in your agency. Jason and I are going to uh, guide you through that process. Love to have you be a part of it. Love to see what you can bring to the table as well. If you're somebody like Mike, already doing something. GrowLab2017.com to do that, and I look forward to seeing you there.